the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, with very few exceptions, the homeless are uh, lazy. Lazy. Sorry. Um, yes, some are mentally ill, and uh, they're there because of, uh, you know, gosh, who knows what's going on in the head. And uh, But a surprising number are lazy, very lazy. They just don't want to really, uh, you know, there are all kinds of setups around town where they give them free food and this and that. And you got to have some of that. But you get to the point where it's so easy, the bed, the food, the the clothes, is it really, um, is it is it kind of facilitating a problem? Do you, do we make it too comfortable to be homeless? What the hell is Eric Adams doing with, uh, with our friends Sid in the morning? They fed the homeless last night. Sounds, a couple of heroes, huh? Just ask them. <laughs> Let me hear this. Cut one. Initiative for those who are living on the street. Numbers are impressive. And also, Sid, WABC Radio. That's out here um, as well. Doing our part. If, if, if every New Yorker will do their part, we, we will get a lot done. You know, we all just have to do our part. That's the goal. Uh, all right, so was that given to the homeless or a radio commercial? I'll take the radio commercial, but I am not moved. I am not moved. You want to help the homeless, so go do it uh, without the TV cameras and the radio microphones. Just do it. You don't have to come back and tell us all about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I once uh, I used to go to the Bowery Mission because Channel 5 made me. <laughs> just uh, all the cameras, all this, that. I felt like a jerk. I felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the photo op. I don't want A couple of years later, I was down in the dumps about something. I can't remember. I broke up with some girl. I don't remember what that, or she broke up with me, which happened rarely, but did. And then I think um, my mom said, you should go to the Bowery Mission and start volunteering. I'm like, eh, you know, it's, I don't know. I was in the military. I don't have to do nothing. I was, I, I already volunteered. Said, no, you really should go. And I, you know, I, I said, I don't want to go. There are too many volunteers there anyway. They're all hanging all over themselves, volunteering. Look at how good we are. Anyway, I didn't have anything else to do at the time. This is like what, 2014. So I went over there and I said to the guy, you don't really need any more volunteers, do you? And he said, no, but actually we don't have any people coming on Sunday night. And if you came on Sunday night to help serve dinner, that would be a big help. So I started coming on Sunday night, and I thought I was, I, I thought I was a, a saint. It's like, wow, these people look at me. I am giving to the homeless. I am a good person. Obviously, look at me. I'm giving. They lo- I, they were very appreciative, and I'm giving. I'm like, I'm such a good person. And then I noticed, you know what? Maybe I'll um, cut this ethical corner because I'm a good person. I'm doing this stuff. Very interesting. It's a window into how corruption can start when you start patting yourself on the back for conspicuous acts of uh, so-called charity. Uh, why was that on my mind? Oh, yeah, because of the uh, the mayor, Eric Adams. Yeah, look at me. I am uh, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm feeding the homeless, and you should, too. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. All right, I'm watching the chaos on Capitol Hill. It continues. McCarthy just lost a seventh round of voting. Hey, on Capitol Hill, don't they say a real talent is being able to count the votes? Right, they do. They, they say that. Lyndon Johnson could count the votes. That means you count ahead of time before you actually have the vote. You know if you have the votes or not. You don't want to lose every single time. Um, look, it's not really impacting my life. It's not impacting your life. Yes, we would like these investigations to happen sooner rather than later. But it, whether they start on Friday or the, two weeks from now, 10 days from now, three weeks from now, yeah, th- this whole thing is a disappointment. I, I, I had a bad feeling right after the midterms. We should have won 60 seats. Maybe this is one of the reasons why Kevin shouldn't be the speaker. There was, they, I keep hearing there's no other person responsible, more responsible for the takeover, the Republican takeover of the House of Representatives than Kevin. Well, this was a really, this really was not a takeover. This was barely, barely, barely hanging on by a thread. We should have, we should be the kings of Capitol Hill. And we're duking it out with that the, the, they're laughing at us. Democrats are, la- not that I'm a Republican, but I'm on their side here. Democrats are laughing. Hakeem Jeffries is laughing. All right, but a couple of things. It's it's inside baseball. Maybe I, I'm dwelling on this because I have 15 TVs around me every single day, and every cable news channel is talking about it. It's really not that big a deal. It's not chaos, number one. It looks like fourth grade. That lady in there, doesn't she look like your fourth grade teacher taking attendance? There's a fourth grade teacher in there. Taking attendance. That's not, it's not chaos. Well, the government can't function. Shut up. It sure can't. Absolutely. The government's on automatic pilot. You think these people are running the government? Two people in that room have jobs of a responsibility. The government runs itself, which I'd like to fix. 9.1 million people work for the federal government. I'm looking at the 435 elected officials we have. 435 versus 9.1 million. And these guys are term limited. You're not term limited when you get a job at the federal government. (laughs) Stay 20, 30, 40 years. Stay as long as you like. Here's a great big fat pension. Well, that I don't like. And also, I will tell you this. (laughs) as, As little respect as I have for most members of Congress, I don't think they should be term limited. Because the federal government, they're not term limited. They want term limits. They want to see these guys. They don't want to stick around. They don't want oversight from the people. They want to be in charge. They want to be in charge. Um, What else are people saying? This is really bad for Trump because Trump has come out for Kevin now three times in a row and uh, four times. He's uh, Here's my sense on that. How do they come out for Kevin? A couple of truth social messages. From what I'm hearing, it's not like he's on the phone going crazy, working it. He's not working it. He's lukewarm on Kevin, like most of us, okay? Like, uh, Kevin is not much in the uh, brain department. He's not much in the communication department. He's not much in the charisma department. He's not much in the legislation compartment. He's not much in the MAGA compartment. He's not much in the uh, vote counting compartment, obviously. He's probably not qualified to be speaker. I think we're all seeing that. But, look, you got to have some guy... I am getting a little bit sick of Matt Gates. Matt Gates got there in 2016. I like Matt Gates, but easy does it, okay? Easy does it. Maybe you should get a haircut. 
<laughs> I, I like the guy, but, you know, he is a career politician. It's one thing about Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert just, like, was frustrated paying bills in that restaurant in Colorado and said, screw this, I'm running for Congress, and she did and won. Matt Gates has been, well, his grandfather was a state senator, his father was a mayor. He's like Joe Biden, in a way, not, not real. I don't want to, but he spent two years as a regular person. After law school, he, he, he runs for his first office two years later. So from 25 to 27, he's walking around like a, a civilian. And then he becomes a state representative in Florida. So um, he's a career politician. However, as far as career politicians go, I do like him. He has the, uh, the nerve, the, um, the, the, the guts to stand up to a four-star general like Milley. And a lot of folks won't do that, especially if they haven't served in the military. They don't feel somehow they feel somehow inadequate or not in not 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 in any position to tell off a general. Well, these guys work for us. The military is subordinate to civilians. It must be that way. It's one thing I really like about Matt Gase. He is not afraid to slap these guys around, especially as they go totally crazy woke. And I think one of the things Matt Gates is demanding is that he be on the, uh, the armed services committee and like, like, like chairman of the subcommittee on uh, defense affairs or something like that. And you know what? He'd probably be pretty damn good. Most of these guys are just pushovers. They're just pushovers when it comes to the general, the generals. Who's the other guy? None of these guys served in them, but that's, I finally figured out why it's actually helpful to serve in the military because you, you're not intimidated by these guys and you can tell them what's what. Hey, you're the guy who lost in Afghanistan, right? Okay, that's not acceptable. Get the hell out of here. That kind of thing. Um, and most civilians won't do that. Matt Gates will, and I love it. I love that about him. All right, so they're still doing their thing. Do we want to listen for any reason? It's just a bunch of names, right? Okay, who cares? Who's the other guy they nominated? It's... Uh, all right, so we got Hakeem Jeffries. Every Democrat's going with him. Every single Democrat. Congratulations. Every single Democrat. Just like communist China, right? Party discipline. I'm hearing, oh, wow, it's so admirable how organized they are. Yeah, like other countries, like Iraq, like North Korea, like China, the party. It must be the party. That's all these people live for. Party discipline. Uh, what do I care if 10 people, 20 people say, I don't like Kevin? That's fine. That's totally fine. That is democracy. And if this were happening on the other side, this would be celebrated. There are two things. This would be probably downplayed. Uh, it wouldn't be wall-to-wall coverage. And to the extent that there is coverage, it would be um, it would be a good thing. All right, so what happened with that cop who beat up the uh, – <laughs> did he beat that girl up? What's going on? I've seen the video. I can't I, – I don't have – I'm reserving judgment – a police officer caught on tape punching a 15-year-old girl. I don't see what happened just before that. They were fighting. They were pushing. They were shoving. Hey, you're 15. You know, I have 15-year-olds who are six feet tall, 200 pounds. If you're a, you can be a full, not fully grown, but grown adult-like. Maybe not an adult in the head, but an adult body. And if you're a girl and you're 135 pounds and uh, five foot five, kicking, shoving, screaming, scratching. Um, what now cops can't punch anybody. I'm sorry. From time to time, you're going to have to, that's one of the things about the, that, that's different from the NYPD. And this is good compared to like cops in Phoenix, cops in Phoenix won't touch you. 
They'll tase you. They'll shoot you, but they won't touch you. They, they don't want to get like that's too close. The moment they have to have physical contact here in New York, they will uh, they'll wrestle with you. <laughs> they, 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 they don't go to the, the stun gun right away. And that's actually a good thing. So they suspended the cop. This happened on Staten Island. And I don't know enough. I The video does not tell the whole story. Uh, we'll see. Hey, back to the speaker thing again. This is not unprecedented. Not by a long shot. I keep hearing, oh, not in 100 years, not in 150 years. Who remembers Newt Gingrich when they forced him out? Now, Newt Gingrich, Speaker Newt Gingrich, gosh, when he took over the contract with America, remember that, 1994? It was spectacular. It was awesome. And they ran on some promises, and they fulfilled those promises. Anyway, he was forced out. Phony baloney scandal. Um, Brilliant guy. Can't remember what it was now. It was something personal, personal life stuff. But he had to resign. And then the guy they try to replace him with, uh, he couldn't take the he was He was all set to be the speaker. He couldn't take the job because he had a personal thing. I think it had to do with like an affair or a girlfriend or something like that. He had to resign. So finally they gave it to Denny Hastert. So he had like three speakers in about two days. Chaos for the Democrat Party. And what happened later? Two years, two years go by and the Republicans win. All right. So this is no Big deal. This is nothing like that, by the way. That was a much, much uh, more salacious thing. This is going to be fine, everybody. But we do have to get back to Hunter. That guy. (laughs) That they can be corrupt. Hiding in plain sight. And nobody, we give a damn. And they won't get away with it. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. Hey, give me a moment. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, you know they arrested that guy, right, for the Idaho murders of those four kids, college kids, Brian Kohlberger. Now he's back in Idaho, and they weren't saying what the evidence was. Well, it looks like they've got DNA evidence. Brian Kohlberger's DNA was found on a knife at the scene of the Idaho murders, and authorities made a match by rooting through trash at his family's house and finding his dad's DNA. Now, how did they, according to the arrest warrant, Just released, authorities had Kohlberger in their crosshairs less than two weeks after the murders. Uh, Let's see. They were always looking for a Hyundai Elantra. Uh, On November 13th, the date of the murders, there were several videos showing the white Elantra making three passes by the murder house before finally stopping at 4.04 a.m. Police initiated a video canvas around the murder. So they've been looking at this guy for a long time. More information is coming in. That DNA evidence, I got to tell you, I looked at the guy, I was like, he doesn't, I don't know, there's, he didn't look, it, it just, he didn't look crazy enough, quite frankly. He looked a little weird, but not crazy enough to do something like this. Uh, it looks like they've got their man. Damn. What a nut job. Four people. Why? Why would he do that? What, he didn't, I mean, what, what why, why? Very odd, very odd. And then there's his father, who looks like a normal guy. Police pulled him over. The FBI pulled him over on purpose to take a look at his hands. And his hands, they actually look a little bit swollen, so it's very eerie. It's from December 15th. Uh, Kohlberger and his dad are driving back home to Pennsylvania from Washington State. The FBI is watching him. They tell the local cops to pull him over. We want to get a look at his hands. And his hands do look a little swollen, and there may be a little scratch. Wow. All right, so Kevin McCarthy has lost the seventh vote. It's the official. I mean, 
How much more can this go on? I don't know. Maybe it can go on forever. They, they, they still had that big meeting last night. They couldn't straighten it out. I hear that they gave away. Who's the other guy? Yeah, Donald's. Donald's got, he's the congressman from Florida. Great guy. I think he might be on my show tonight, actually. Yeah, Congressman Donald's is going to be on the Newsmax show tonight. Great guy. Uh, he'll tell us uh, what's going on. I do have to put a few questions to him, though. Um, you know, what are you guys thinking? You know, and, and some of these people have voted for Kevin McCarthy in the past. They're not now. What's happening? Hey, much more important than who the speaker is, really, for our lives right here, around here, the New York area, who the mayor is. And we have one incompetent clown as the mayor. I mean, <laughs> I told you about these guys. I told you. I told the New York Post. I told everybody. You know it. And everybody was, well, he's talking. The, he's saying the right things about crime. Yeah. You think this is the right thing? You think this sounds like an adult human, an adult male? Cut 32, please. Cut 32. I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. Everyone else is a passenger. So those people who are praying for the plane to crash, you're on the plane. (laughs) You're on the plane. You should be, we should all be praying Eric, land this thing. Let's land this thing. Tell them that. We're going to land this thing. He might be even crazier than that uh, guy in the Idaho stabbings. Who the hell talks like that? I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. I actually am a pilot. (laughs) The analogy does not work at all. We're just passengers. What is he? He's the king of the airplane? It doesn't work that way, Eric. You're an incompetent fool. Gosh. (laughs) How the New York Post fell for your crap. I'll be back. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I hope that football player gets uh, better from uh, the Buffalo Bills. DeMar? DeMar Hamlin, right? DeMar? All right. Uh, yeah, get well soon. I I, I saw something here. It's uh, he, neurologically he's okay. That's great. There's been a little bit of an overreaction to this, right? Just a little bit of an overreaction. Just a little bit. All right. I'm sorry. 14 people died in Chicago last weekend. All right. I mean, I never heard of Demar before uh, Sunday. I want everybody to live a long life. I want everybody to die at a hundred. You know, in in in, in their sleep at bed. You know, just but. Uh, it's not going to happen that way. Get well soon, but uh, I mean, there, there's even talk. I saw somebody like, "Well, we can't play any football games this weekend." Uh, I'm no football fan, but I wouldn't stand for that. Uh, hey, hey, it's Jamal from the Bronx. Welcome back. How are you, uh, Mr. He's... Kelly? Happy New Year to you and uh, your entire great team that you have. And man. I hope you be around for next hundred years. Your show makes money in TV and here. Finally, I converted my family to my side, and I hope I converted you. Look at the craziness. What are you talking about? You converted your family to what? Wait, what side? Wait, what? What? What side? Your side? My side. Democrat. Democrats. We uh, are no, the righteous one for this country. We are the righteous one. I for got this you. Country. I got you. Hey, let me ask you this: As a Democrat, uh, you should tell me what are your pronouns, Jamal? What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? What I mean, are, mean are, are, you a, are you a he? Are you a her? Are you a they? I don't want to offend you. 
because you're no, a, no, you're no, a no, Democrat. No, don't do that. I no, you're a Democrat. No, I, what do you mean don't do that? Don't what do you mean don't do that? This is a major tenant. This is a major tenant. Excuse me. You can mute him for a second. This is a major tenant of the Democrat Party. Gender is not chosen by parents. It's not chosen by society. It's chosen by the individual. As you know, your hero, Joe Biden, Democrat, I mean, he has pledged to back every transgender youth in the country. And it's not the parents' business to know anything about that. So, uh, come on, Jamal. I just want to make sure I'm not offending you. What are your pronouns? I tell you, can I, can I speak for him? I can't believe he's all, all right. But if you're okay, I'm going to, before I do that, I'm going to assume that you're a man and I'm going to call you a he and a him and all that stuff, that you are gender normative. And there are a few people in the Democrat Party who are gender normative. All right. There are also people in the Democrat Party. I hear Jamal and they might even be in your family who don't like drag queens going to public schools and reading to seven year old children. I have a feeling that some people in your family may not be down with that. And I have a feeling if I got to talk to them and if they continue that they may convert right back. They may convert right back because the Democrat Party, I mean, I know you're you think the Republican Party is dead. I'm not a Republican, by the way. All right. I have not been a member of any party ever. I think was I once for two minutes anyway. Um, so, all right. What, what were you saying? What I'm saying to you is this. First of all, people have a right to choose any path they want in their life. We live in the greatest country. We have freedom. So if they want to choose their gender any way they want, we should respect them. Like anything that you respect, I respect you. Stop right there. Stop right there. Once you're 18, Jamal, do whatever the hell you want. The issue here is children. Children. Okay? Yes, gender norms. The default biological boys are boys. Biological girls are girls. Anybody wants to rearrange that stuff at 18, it's nobody else's business. But before 18, it ain't the state's business. It's the parents' business. And the state wants to say it's not that way. You think this is a fringe issue? You think this is a game? It's not. It's absolutely not. This is the real deal. But you like this stuff, apparently. You, or maybe you haven't looked at the fine print. All right, Jamal, I'll let you say what you want to say. Okay. What I called you up, you changed the subject, but I will call you back for the gender if you have the subject. I call you to, to see what is happening to our beloved country. Do these people know we need a speaker to do whatever they want to do? They've been telling, and I, I know in your TV show you mentioned Republican, they're not going to win any of these hearings. But they keep talking about Hunter Biden cap, uh, laptop, all of these things. I want him, I want him to do this investigation because it's going to be another Benghazi spending $40 million and you got nothing out of it. So I want him to embarrass themselves so I, we can I got be you. more right. seats in right. 2024. All right. Me, all right, fine. I got, it. I got it. So what is it about the Democrats that you actually find so appealing? What is it about Joe Biden? What is it? And by the way, it's not just about the it's not about Hunter Biden when it comes to the laptop. It comes to a president of the United States who is compromised. Our enemies have information on him. Our enemies potentially control him. And I'm talking about China. Absolutely. And to a lesser extent, Russia. All right. 
It's, this is not a phony. This is not a side issue. This is a real thing. We have a president who is compromised. Now, you may think that this is just fodder for uh, cable news or anything like that. It's not. It's real. And, oh, by the way, Jamal, you had a right to that story before Election Day. You did. And you live in New York. You live in the Bronx. You probably had access to it because you know about the New York Post. But big tech and the FBI had no business censoring it. Jamal, we are wildly, wildly, wildly at odds. I am surprised and a little bit disappointed that you are so adamant and obstinate in your views. But um, uh, your family, I, I have a feeling they're on the fence and they may not be as committed to your side as you uh, as you think there. All right. All right. Happy New Year. I'm glad you called. Otherwise, everything else good? Thank you for taking my phone call. All right. Thank you for taking my phone call. You got it. You got it. Take care. All right. Happy New Year indeed. Uh, oh, did you hear this thing with... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I we like Jamal, right? Right? I think I set him straight. I think I set him straight. And yes, that mute button is effective. All right. If I'm talking, you gotta mute the guy. Uh, where's that thing? Oh, Eric Adams. Uh, given. <laughs> so what's the deal? Where's Curtis? I asked Curtis to come down. Is he coming? Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa knows a lot about um, a lot of things. He would have been a great mayor. Unfortunately, that did not work out. Maybe next time. Uh, hello, Curtis. Hello. Oh, that'll refer to me as the Rat Czar. So listen, um, <laughs> well, it, not, not yet. I saw you in the New York Times. Man, you know how to, the, the, the spotlight is still following you around. Let me tell you, Greg, you saw my cat, the two cats we brought out there. That was Thor that you saw in my Wait, arms. Let me tell and you something. It's tiny. You know what, Curtis, I love you. I voted for you. But you would have won if you were into dogs, not cats. All right? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the dogs are where it's at. Cats. And by the way, there are no stray cats in New York. I've seen two. Are there stray? Oh, no, there are many. Where? Many. They're called feral cats. And yeah, I'm feral, stray, whatever. I mean, where the hell are they? Well, they're mostly women, 55 plus, some men, <laughs> who actually tend to the feral colonies, they call them. All right. So what's up? What what did, what did happened? Uh, why are you in the news again? Well, this is the embarrassment for Eric Adams. He says he wants to battle the rat problem in New York City, which is extensive. We all agree. He says he's afraid of the rats. He's always been since a young boy. Most New Yorkers are. And he has a rat problem at his own building. He's an absentee landlord. You know, the building he claimed he lived in that he never really did. Yeah. Uh, on Lafayette Wait, in, Avenue. In Jersey? Oh, Brooklyn. Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy. So... Twice, inspectors have cited him with tickets. The same female inspector. Now, you know, that's brave. She's hit the mayor's house twice because it has obvious. You can see there, there's a reasonable degree to assume that there are rodents on the property because they're nocturnal. They're you, out at night. What are you supposed to do? Set up poisons, traps? What do you do? He claims he set up everything. But let me tell you something. I, I am friends with the rats. Uh, including two-legged rats who have ratted out many of the guys who tried to kill me in my life. I appreciate the two-legged rats, and I appreciate the four-legged rats. They're smarter than us, Greg. They're smarter than me, you, and Adams put together. They have survived centuries. The rats? The, yeah, they, they live in the sewer. They're not that smart. Well, let me tell you why they're smart. <laughs> they're smart. You put a glue trap out, right? You only see one rat stuck in a glue. The rest of them avoid it. Well, I would avoid the glue trap, period. Yeah, All right? yeah, well, I, would, okay. I would have to see all right, Listen, okay. I want to play this. Yes. This is Eric Adams talking about you. Yes. Uh, I guess you made this offer, and here's what he has to say about it. 35. Well, first, Curtis, 
I deserve No, 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 no. Cut 35. Cut 35. I deserve deserve better. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. What the hell are we doing here? Where is the... Oh, cut 33. That's the one. Yeah, cut 33. First Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him, and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Don't put it out there if you're not willing to... Uh, live up to. If you're going to write a check, make sure you can cash it. So, yes, tell Curtis, come to be my rat czar, okay? And he's going to realize this is not a Tom and Jerry playful commercial here. This is real stuff. And so, yes, I look forward to him. I would make sure, uh, Don, can we bring him on board? He could be part of our internship program because I know uh. he's going to be looking for a job since he lost the job that he was trying to get. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much for giving me that information. You know, it's, it's, Eric, you got some nerve. You, you've had no-show jobs your entire life talking about employment. <laughs> Curtis, your radio <laughs> superstar. Mean, look, by the way, Greg, I was, and your father remembers this because I so chastised him. I was the stickball commissioner of New York City under Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg. No charge. I didn't even get a Metro uh, card to ride the subway. Ask your dad at Metro Tech. It was cops versus firefighters every year. Yeah. And your dad was having a hard time hitting the little uh, Spalding, you know, with the stickball bat. So I brought him a tennis racket. He said, I'll never, I'll never come back here again. Uh, you, you remind him of that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll love to hear that story, yeah, which yeah, is well, not true, by kid. the way. He's a city kid. He's no, a city true. kid. Hey, he could hit fine with a stickball, baseball bat. Now, listen to me. Yes. The thing that I don't like about this Adams thing, um, it's not a you know the, the internship, no money, that kind of thing. No, no, I said I'll do it for free. You do it for free. But it's nocturnal. Rats and feral cats are up at 10 at night to 4 in the morning. They rule the night. The rats rule the night in the city. We do not rule the night. Human beings do not rule the night. The police do not rule the night when it comes to crime and when it comes to rats. Don't we, uh, I mean, don't we have a Department of Sanitation? Don't they have a pest control unit already? Excuse me, Madame Tish. Feed them them cake. She is, she grew up in the Tish family. I know she's a rich kid, but... So Rich what? kid, it's past the Grey Pool Pond. Do you ever think she picked up a piece of litter in her I, life? She had Jeeves, her limo driver. Jeeves, could you pick up that trash? I understand. I understand. But it's I mean, horrible. Like, She's a horrible right, listen, I just don't want you to waste your time on this. Thing. I'm not you wasting really, my time. You're really, are you going to go out and do this I stuff? I am the rat star. Show me respect, Greg. <laughs> That's bizarre. Well, we got to give you, uh, what, some sort of credential. You Everybody get in the world wants to be a czar, right? We never used to have these terms years ago. It was simply czar, the Russian the czar. Czar. I'm a Star. I'm like Putin, except you know when it comes it? to rats. It started, well, the Bolsheviks. I mean, before the Bolshevik Revolution, that's the czars in Russia. And then the first one in government was the drug czar. Yes. Reagan. That's right. Reagan brought the, the drug czar. Boy, that really worked out, didn't it? <laughs> Who was it? It was It was Wait, Bill Bennett. Our what? first drug czar. How Dare you impugn Elvis Presley, who Richard Nixon made a DEA agent, the right. biggest druggie alive. Yeah. Well, the thing about Elvis was he he took pills from a doctor, and in his mind, you know, he had quack doctors writing him all kinds of crazy prescriptions, but that was not like heroin. That was not like marijuana. Even he was taking it from a doctor. He convinced himself. But yeah, that's wild. He he was a Look DEA Prince, agent. Prince fentanyl. He died of fentanyl overdose. Tom Petty. 
died of fentanyl overdose. I mean, it's systemic out there. You talk about it all the time, Greg, and rightfully so. But the nation is awash with all kinds of drugs. It's a drug culture. It's, it's a, a dr- drug culture. A drug culture, and now you can you know smoke pot on the street. I saw a guy, a normal-looking guy. By that I mean professionally attired, right outside, crossing the street, smoking a joint. Kind of wanted to say something to him, but I thought that's you know who the hell knows what could happen. So I didn't. But what's the point? What pretty, is it? Pretty what? soon, all of us will have to wear hazmat suits and respirators because if we go for drug tests, we'll get tainted. From the secondary high, <laughs> all the secondary smoke out there. It's like uh, it's like a purple haze out there. What are you going to do? So, do you show up at work tonight? Are you nope. really going to do this? Right. I don't. I don't. I, I, no. I don't know about Great. this. Right now, we are on Lafayette Avenue in front of the absentee landlord. He's like a slumlord, Eric Adams. We're cleaning the whole block because the tenants yesterday said, "Curtis, we appreciate it, but look at all the garbage." So today, we've already started cleaning up the block. And you know what he has the NYP doing? Mm. Taking pictures of us. I thought there's a crime crisis in New York. What the hell is this? Yesterday, 20 of them were there. Deputy inspector, captain, lieutenant, sergeant, yeah. intel, community affairs. I said to them, don't we have a crime crisis going on right. in New York City? Go do your work. Curtis, I just don't feel right about you cleaning up the stoop in front of Eric Adams' house for free. It's okay. I mean, put the schmata on my head. You know, my grandmother, Nicoletta Bianchino, on the Italian side, on the Polish side, Wanda, they used to do this all the time. He'd get down on their hands right. and knees and scrub the sidewalk and scrub the stoop. Listen, I'm going to make a pitch one more time, and yes, I think it's yes. going to be a beautiful thing. Because, you know, you like you can create moments. You can. And it's amazing, and it's a talent, and uh, and there's always there's something to it as well underneath, just not just the moment. But here's the moment you know I want you to create. Go for it, Greg. We've spoken about this before. If you can find it in your heart, I want you to forgive the Gaudis and the man who shot the men who shot you, Greg. You are freaking out of your uh, mind. Right, you see? One of these days, though. One I will of these never days. forgive. I will never forget. Well, Remember, don't, I'm, I'm, you I'm can't Old forget. Testament. I'm Old Testament. Well, what, eye for an mean, eye, tooth for a tooth. What about the New Testament? Now I learned the New Testament. It was too soft. Too, too soft. Too soft. By too the way, soft. I will too, not kiss people on their cheeks because in today's culture, it might be their tuchus. I will not do that. Ah, uh, that's uh, quite a stand. All right, Curtis. Well, good luck with the rats. Good luck no, with no. the garbage. I am the rat czar, please. Refer to me as rat czar of New York City, Ratsar. Curtis well, Lee. You better make sure you get that title in writing because he was talking about making you an intern for no money, and I don't like that. I think you should get some cash. I think you should have a driver. Hey, commissioners get a car nope. and driver. No, my, my limo is the subway. By the way, uh, I will be an intern. Real because deal. He's the true I, I want to be in City Hall. I will report everything going on in City Hall to you as an intern. How do you like that, Greg? Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, that's I'm good. a rat. I Eisen. eat Parmesan cheese. <laughs> the one and only, the amazing Curtis. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We'll stand together. We will stand for the American people. It is our job. Who the hell is this? And our responsibility to elect a speaker 
who stands with them. And with great pride, I nominate Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Are we going to have another vote? Is it another vote? Do they go right from seven into eight? Um, I did not think this is how it was supposed to be done. Hey, I've got this. I got a page from the affidavit, the criminal complaint against uh, Kohlberger, the alleged killer of those four students in Idaho. Uh, yeah, I got this. What does DM mean in a – oh, DM is the student. DM. All right, they want to leave her name out. DM stated she originally went to sleep in her bedroom on the southeast side of the second floor. DM stated she was awoken at approximately 4 a.m. by what she stated sounded like gone claves playing with her dog in one of the upstairs bedrooms, which were located on the third floor. A short time later, DM said she heard what she thought was gone claves say something to the effect of there's someone here. A review of records obtained from a forensic download to Kernodal's phone showed this could have been Kernodal, as her cellular phone indicated. She was likely awakened using the TikTok app at approximately 4.12 a.m. Boy, oh boy. They know everything you're doing. They can find out everything. DM stated she looked out of her bedroom but did not see anything when she heard the comment about someone being in the house. DM stated she opened her door a second time when she heard what she thought was crying coming from Kernodal's room. DM then said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, it's okay, I'm going to help you. At 4.17 a.m., a security camera located at uh, 112 King Road, a residence immediately northwest, picked up a distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper, followed by a loud thud. A dog can also be heard barking numerous times. All right. Oh, here we go. DM stated she opened the door for a third time, and she heard the crying and saw a figure clad in black clothing and a mask, that covered the person's mouth and nose walking towards her. DM described the figure as 5 foot, 10 inches or taller, male, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. The male walked past DM as she stood in a frozen shock phase. The male walked towards the backsliding door. DM locked herself in her room. Uh, apparently, DM did not call the police for another couple of hours. Damn, that's a weird story. That is a very... Hey, Frankie, what do you think? Hi. <laughs> nope, we lost him. Um, the Jim in Afton, uh, Afton uh, New York, upstate. Hi. Hey, Greg. I, I have a pretty good perspective, I think, on this Kohlberger. I was reading... I, I read a bunch about this case, and they said that he was a genius level in high school, yet he was very poor picking up on social cues and he would just hit on beautiful girls in high school just say hey you want to hang out and they would just like crucify him and that's a classic sign of asperger's not picking up on social skill you know social cues like that very intelligent like like uh elon musk has asperger's now the kid in in uh newtown he had asperger's he was intelligent yeah you don't no, I, I heard about you know i don't have- i don't know if uh elon musk has that but that's interesting look there's obviously something and people have Asperger's who can address that and fix that. Medication and coaching and therapy. But, yeah, there's something uh, might be worse than Asperger's. Hey, thanks, buddy. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Far. McCarthy. Better gone. Jeffries. Bean of Florida. Wow, it's so chaotic. What a mess. Beatty. 
Here. <laughs> oh. Beatty. Beatty's absent. Jeffries. Yeah, this is a this is a a government in crisis. All right. So what? McCarthy. I'll figure it out sooner or later. I'm sorry, but McCarthy is uh, not impressive. We all know that by now. I knew that a long time ago. Again, not much in the intellect department, not much of a speaker, not much of a legislator, not much of a vote counter. Hello. He had two months to get this stuff straightened out. Two months. He thought he wouldn't have to. That's the thing. He thought he wouldn't have to. He thought, like everybody else did, that he was going to win. Maybe if you gave my friend Majewski in Ohio some money. I have a friend. His name is J.R. Majewski. He was running for Congress in Ohio against a 30-year incumbent, and um, he was doing very well. The district is actually – there are more Republicans in the district than Democrats, yet she managed to hold on. But this was a year to throw her out, obviously. And uh, what happened? The fake news came out with a fake story about J.R. Majewski, and it made every Republican in Washington nervous. Oh, we uh, this guy, uh, the, the, the media says he's not a good guy. And they didn't, they pulled the rug out from under him. Um, I didn't know this before. It's so much of it is about money. So much of it is about money. And this guy had a million dollars scheduled to come to him from the, what do they call it? The Republican National Campaign Committee, which... Um, pretty boy there, um, McCarthy, is in charge of. And he said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to. Actually, no, the worst part is they said, yeah, we're going to give you the money, and they never did. That's a that's a theme. That's a trend with this McCarthy. He doesn't, uh, this is inside baseball. Now, I know it seems like it's bigger than that because uh, it's on every daytime television network, but it really isn't. I told you, who was... Who was the speak? Hey, here's a question. Who was the Speaker of the House of Representatives before? Well, this is not Pelosi. It's not that hard, actually. It was um, it was that it was that Ryan <laughs> Paul Ryan Paul Ryan. Who was it before Paul Ryan Boehner? Who was it before Boehner? Good luck with that, right? These guys come and go. It's not that big a deal. We'll get somebody. I don't think it's going to be Donalds though. I'll ask him about it tonight. Let's see. Right now. Donald's has been nominated. Who was this Donald's guy? Hey, by the way, Donald's, I believe, is from, he has roots in New York City. He has roots up here in New York, but he's a congressman from Florida. All right, good for him. I'm looking through the indictment here, and uh, boy, oh boy, if you're thinking about committing a crime, don't do it. They're going to catch you. They are going to catch you. It is almost impossible to commit any kind of crime and not get caught. I know it manages to be done, but... I'm looking through the affidavit, and um, it's not exactly – let me see here. They First, they realize, okay, we're looking for a Hyundai Elantra. Now, how many Hyundai Elantras can there be in Moscow, Idaho, right? It's kind of an, a unique Hyundai. Like, they narrowed it down, and they found it. They found the one that seemed to be – the one responsible because they tracked it moving it around three in the morning, the the morning of the murders and Brian Kohlberger, a student at Washington state university, it was his car. And then they managed to get his DNA, you know, a little sample there. You know what they do? They, they follow you into McDonald's and they watch you, uh, everything you order and they watch you throw it into the trash and then they get into the trash and then they have your DNA. 
and they compared it to DNA that was found at the crime scene, and whammo, it's the same guy, according to the uh, the filings here. Um, what was he thinking? Four people. That's really bad. Sad stuff. Now, the witness, there was a witness in the house who didn't say anything for like three hours, didn't see anybody being killed, but saw a creepy guy walking around with a face mask on who didn't live there. <laughs> she didn't do anything for four hours. That's kind of weird. But then again, you never know how you're going to react um, when something like that, that uh, happens. Hopefully it'll never happen. Hey, Joe Biden is going to the border. Is that right? Joe Biden, two years into his administration, will be checking out the border. Why didn't he do, Why didn't he do it earlier? Because he does not want that border closed. He wants it open. Globalists want it open. Democrats want it open. Democrats want the votes. Globalists want the cheap labor. They want to fundamentally change this country. Um, you know, I heard Joe Biden speak today at noon. Do we have this yet? All right, see if you can get it because he spoke. He made about 17 mistakes in about five minutes. Flat out factual errors, totally wrong. He was, he offended half the country. It's like mega people, they just don't want, they don't want people who don't look like them here in America. Yeah, like that's what it's about. Yeah, right, we're racist. I'll tell you what it's about. We don't want people coming to America illegally who don't share our values. Law and order, um, the Constitution. To be a citizen, you got to raise your right hand and take a citizenship oath. And it's a beautiful thing. And those who come here legally and take that oath, I have such respect for them. They actually have more obligation. They promise to do more than those who were born here. Did you know that? They have to say out loud that they will take up arms for America. If you were born here, you don't have to say that. You don't have to make that commitment. They want to be American so much that they say, in a time of war, if need be, I will fight for America. You don't have to say that if you were born here. Now, I do think you have to register for the draft, but that's a pretty damn, and I like that. What we don't want are people coming here who, um, I don't know, practice Sharia law. You know about Sharia law? You steal something, you're, uh, they chop off your hand, they stone to death uh, women who cheat on their husbands, that kind of thing. We don't want that. You have to reject that before you come here. Fair enough? I think that's pretty damn fair. Come here legally. Uh, and I have a feeling those who do come here and they are... If you come here illegally, now they give us phony baloney studies that say that they're less likely to break the law. Well, they're off to a bad start, aren't they? They already broke the law. They already broke the law just by coming here the way they came here. And that's a problem. Plenty of people come here legally. That's great. Let's facilitate that. Let's be a little bit picky. I think we can be picky at this, or we will lose a country. Look at what's happening in France, by the way. France has lost its soul, damn near lost its soul. Try being Jewish in Paris these days. Go over there and put a yarmulke on and see what the hell happens to you. There is overt anti-Semitism in the streets of Paris, Marseille. Uh, what's another French city? <laughs> Avignon. 
Leon, um, Montmartre, uh, Chartres, all those places. It's overt. It's overt. And a lot of um, a lot of folks from the um, from another part of the world, from the Middle East, came there, came there uh, illegally, and they set up shop, and they're changing France fundamentally. And that's not good. I don't think anti-Semitism is good. Do you think it's good? Of course it's not good. All right. And what was the big news in the last hour? Curtis Lee was actually going through with this thing. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think he should have anything to do with Eric Adams. All right? This is a... This is a Eric is trying to set him up. Although Eric can try all he wants. Curtis is a thousand times savvier, shrewder, smarter than Eric Adams. That's not going to work out very well for Adams. Definitely will have upper hand. As I watch this stuff... Um, yeah, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. It's time for McCarthy to probably wrap it up, right? It's time for him to wrap it up. And oh, by the way, this is not a major slap in the face of Trump. I know Trump has endorsed him, came out with a couple of tweets, but when Trump really wants something to happen, he gets out there and he goes nuts. He goes crazy. And even, even if he did go crazy supporting Kevin McCarthy and he didn't get it, Everybody will always say Trump's influence is, is on the on the decline. No, not not really. One of the things I like about Trump is he's not afraid to stick his neck out for stuff that he believes in. Barack Obama never stuck his neck out for anybody or anything other than himself and his own prestige. It's true. And most presidents are like that. Well, we can't have the president come in. The president can't be involved until we know there's a likely chance of success. You know, if you're afraid to look bad, there's very little you can get done. But if you're not afraid to like get messy, you that's that's kind of freeing. That's kind of liberating. You could be much more effective. Much 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 more effective. Uh Byron Donalds will be on my my show tonight. Ooh, and the book. I got I'll talk about the book in the next sec. Um, looks like the pre-order sales are doing very well for Greg Kelly. Justice for all, how the left is wrong about law enforcement. In the meantime, let's check in with, um, uh, Joe in Long Island. Hi, Joe. How you doing, Greg? Uh, listen, this, uh, uh, this guy that called, uh, I'm not, I'm not singling him out, but he said how the Democrats were the righteous party and everything else. That's true. If righteous means destroying America and putting everybody else from every other country in front of us, so I agree with him if that's what the meaning of of uh, of righteous is. Yeah, you're talking about Jamal, nice guy, but totally totally whacked when it comes to politics. Yeah, what else is going on? Eric Eric Adams, uh, I, I don't like to to point out the things he says and how he says them, because for me to repeat it, they're going to say that I'm racist. The way he said that Curtis was looking for a job, that he lost a job, that he was trying, it was like a real, I mean, he has no command of the English language. I think Steiny had a better command of the English language. Well, now you're getting language. a little racist. Now you're getting racist. You are fine. Now you're bringing up Steiny. You can't bring up another a black kid from 80 years ago. You are fine. Don't put everybody on notice. Like, I don't mean to be racist here. You are totally fine. It's totally okay to critique the way Eric Adams speaks. And as a matter of fact, let's listen to that. Uh, where is this? Uh, where is that? Uh, here it is. Cut 33. 
Well, first, Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him, and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Don't put it out there if you're not willing to uh, live up to it. If you're going to write a check, make sure you can cash it. So, yes, tell Curtis, come to be my rat czar, okay? And he's going to realize this is not a Tom and Jerry playful commercial here. This is real stuff. And so, yes, I look forward to him. I would make sure, Adon, can we bring him on board? He could be part of our internship program because I know he's probably looking for a job since he lost the job that he was trying to get. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much for giving me that information. Now, Joe, let's be honest, all right? Now, we don't like Eric Adams. We don't respect Eric Adams. But that was, uh, that was perfectly, uh, there was no problem with that expression. No problem with the speech there. Uh, and let's not one, bring stymie into it, okay? Another thing. All another right. thing. Well, I got to go, Joe. Thank you for calling. I actually do have to go. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I've said before that America is having a very silly conversation about race to avoid having a necessary and uncomfortable one. Barack Obama tried for about six seconds to have a serious conversation about race. He was told by the left, don't do that. And uh, that really that really rattled his cage because people like Jesse Jackson were saying, like, you know what? He's not black enough. And that really got under his skin. He never wanted it because he feels vulnerable about that. Always has. It's in his book. He said out loud, you know, am I white? Am I black? I don't know. The black people, they think I'm uh, white. The white people, they think I'm black. It just, he's, uh, he's a mess when it comes to race. And he can't get it straight in his own head. He's written 15 books about his own journey, and he still can't figure out who he is. So, it, quite frankly, it Leaves it to people like me to talk about race. Uh, I, I wish this could have been addressed a long time ago, but uh, here we are. And in my book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, on page 29, Root Causes. Whatever the good intentions of setting up New York City as a welfare state were, they backfired dramatically. Handing out welfare benefits created a culture of dependency among a new underclass, mostly composed of African-Americans and Puerto Ricans. Welfare payments were contingent on low household income. This encouraged young women to have babies outside of marriage because the government essentially took on the traditional role of the father. Rates of single motherhood soared among black women. Some people on the left promote the myth that the black family has always been matriarchally focused. Mom focused, in other words, perhaps owing to its roosts in West African family structure. Others suggest that the legacy of slavery disrupted black patterns of family formation. But these are myths. The great economist Thomas Sowell has shown that black marriage rates were high through slavery, rose after the Civil War, and were comparable to, if not higher than, white marriage rates through the first half of the 20th century. Having children out of wedlock was no more acceptable in the black community than it was among whites. The vast majority of black children before the 1960s grew up in two-parent households. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And what happened in the 1960s? The welfare state, the great society, throwing trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars at a problem... That could not be solved with money. 
It's all in my book. Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And you can get it on Amazon. You can go to your bookstore. You can uh, you can actually listen to it. You can get the audio version. Any way you uh, consume books. And maybe you haven't read a book in a while. I'll tell you what. I have taken a big step back from Netflix, from iTunes, from all that noise. I really have. Uh, you know, how many shows can you watch? I know. They're all great. They're all good shows, right? Have you seen Breaking Bad, Mad Woman, uh, White, Fetus, whatever those shows are? I don't care. I know it's a great show. I don't ever want to talk about a TV show and how good it is. It's one of the most frustrating things in the world. Have you seen this show? No? Oh, it's so good. you got to watch it. And season two is really, really good. How much time we got? We're good? All right. Uh, Give me, uh, let me just ask Sandra real quick. Hi, Sandra. How are you? Hi, Greg. I wanted to tell you, you're not just an irregular pilot. You are an AVHD junk jet pilot. So, you know, I'm pretty impressed with that. But I wanted to talk about DeMar Hamlin, but it sounds like I don't have time. All right. Stick around, all right? I'm going to, it may be a little bit, but uh, I know there's the music, all right? You know the show very well. You know it's tempo. And I I lost a sense of time for a moment. I'll be right back with you, Sandra, and more. Take, Take it easy. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Look, we should all recognize that as long as America is the land of freedom and opportunity, people are going to try to come here. And that's what many of our ancestors did. And it's no surprise that it's happening again today. We can't stop people from making the journey. But we can require them to come here, that they come here in an orderly way under U.S. law. Oh, hi. Am I on? (laughs) Sorry about that. I was uh, absorbed by this this, um, affidavit for the guy who allegedly killed those uh, people in the college in Idaho. Uh, Here's what he did. He had the cell phone with him. You know, they can figure out exactly where you are because of the cell phone. And they notice these cops are very smart. I know it took them a while, but so the cell phone is working all night long. Uh, They see he's driving toward Moscow. He lives in Washington State, 20 minutes over the state line. He drives to the neighborhood of the house. And then what happens? The phone is turned off for an hour and a half. From 2.38 in the morning to like 4.10 in the morning, there's no signal. The cell towers aren't corresponding with the phone, so the phone is off. And and then I guess as soon as he's done killing, the phone goes back on and he drives back. I'll turn off the phone while I'm killing the people. I mean, you think you're smart? Wow, what what a horrible, horrible situation. Oh, Joe Biden on the immigration stuff. Did you already play it? It was our, oh, shoot. Uh, well, let me hear it again. Got 41. Look, we should all recognize that as long as America is the land of freedom and opportunity, people are going to try to come here. And that's what many of our ancestors did. And it's no surprise that it's happening again today. Yeah, you see how he's spinning it positively? Posi- have you seen what the hell's going on at the border? They didn't used to come quite like that, Joe. Okay? 
They came on great big boats. And you know what they did? They went to Ellis Island first, right? Remember that? Very orderly, very neat and orderly, a procedure. Man, that guy is, he's not clueless. He's sinister. He's evil. He wants them in. And he the people that he works for, Obama, Soros, and the rest, they want those uh, those people here. They want the votes. By the way, they are setting up, and <laughs> we may be in a situation where this is a permanent Democrat majority for 40 years. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the election in 2022, you think it's going to get better in 2024? There's there's no serious effort to fix any of that nonsense. And oh, by the way, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, was actively working to oppose Trump, not only in 2020, but in 2022. We have it. We have absolute proof. I've been yelling like a lunatic about it on the, but it's it's me, it's Matt Taibbi, it's this Free Press magazine. The mainstream will not pick up the story. They won't go there. All right, Sandra, you're back on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi, Greg. I um I wanted to say about uh, the football player, DeMar Hamlin. When that happened, my very first reaction was, he's 24, young, healthy. Maybe he had an adverse reaction to the vaccination. If oh, my God, how dare you say that? Oh, my God, we're going to call the police. We're going to have you banned. How can you say? Of course, that's everybody's reaction. That's everybody's. Hey, were you watching football? That's the most impressive part. You were actually watching that when it happened. I actually was. <laughs> I do have a husband. I, uh, I have no patience for. It. Anyway, so yeah, you thought it might be a vaccine-related thing. It's a. Uh, it's a lot. It's yeah. It's uh, understandable why one would think that. Keep going. No, because you know it doesn't mean everyone's going to have that happen. But sometimes you can have an underlying condition, and this I could know. maybe. Right on. And so you know what they're saying? Like- yeah, well, myocarditis, I think it's called the enlargement of the heart, happens sometimes with this uh, with this vaccine, potentially. You know, it's okay for us to talk about our health. And by the way, America should be the land of the second opinion. Remember, you go to one doctor, you don't like what he has to say, you go to another doctor. All right, I saw that on Marcus Welby. No kidding. Remember Marcus Welby? I remember the reruns when I was a kid. And he actually told one in one of the episodes, you know, if you don't believe me, go to another doctor. Not Dr. Fauci. Remember him? It was only him. So people are uh, reasonable people notice what you noticed and are thinking what you're thinking, but they're writing us off as right wing conspiracy theorists. This is misinformation. This is um, because there's only one way to think now. Only one way to vote. Only one way to think. All right, Sandra. Great point. Thank you. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Tom in West Milford. Yeah. Hey, they have a Sharia law that practices in your town, USA, and they actually traffic and they drug the rape victims to discount the fact that they were raped. You can hear it at Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L. All right, you Google. sound like a kook, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell that's about, but he comes on and tries to say that that, that crazy website. I, I, hey, uh, whatever your name, um, what you should do is, not that I want to facilitate whatever it is you're doing, but your website is way too complicated. You know, you got to just, it should be like, you know, bobsmith.com. All right. You're always like, it's got 17 numbers. I noticed that. Forgive me, but um, the people who are a little bit, uh, I don't want to say crazy, eccentric, always have the most elaborate email addresses. It's with 17 numbers in it. You got to, you got to simplify it. Uh, Maria in the Bronx. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. What's going on? 
What's going on is I'm embarrassed of the Republican Party. I would thank the Democratic Party, though, for making me a Republican. However, I just have to say one thing. It's a disgrace that 200 people in Congress are being held by Chips Ahoy and the 20 people that go against them. That is really disgraceful, and I'm very upset about it. And then the other thing I wanted to say about Adams as mayor, he stinks. I voted for Sliwa because I love Curtis Sliwa. And the other thing is he comes out, he thinks he's all sly with George Armani's suit. He's not sly because he don't give a damn about us. And I didn't vote for him. Yeah, neither did I. And um, the suits actually are not all that. He gets them from Suit Supply. Gets a lot of the suits from Suit Supply. It's their, they're all like brand new suits, which look good. So he's going through a lot of suits. I mean, look, let me ask you this about... Are you really embarrassed? Is it that big a deal? Is it really that bad, you think, this thing with the speaker? It is, because I'm worried that Hakeem Jeffries is going to be involved in the, in the Republican side. And that scares the Jewezies out of me, because I don't want Democrats anywhere near us. I don't trust them. I don't like them. And they've proven what they did to our country. Yeah. I'm well, my parents, you may I mean to interrupt you, but my parents came here through Ellis Island, and we were checked for smallpox. We were checked for everything. I was born in Italy, and I came here. We were all checked out. And once we got the blue to go, the green light to go, we came and we worked. I love this country, okay? And I really hate what's happening to it. You're a thousand percent right, actually. Look, um, the thing is, I'm not as uh, fired up about the speaker uh, imbroglio as you are, but, but you make a good point. If this... If this goes on for much longer, if it, you're right about Hakeem Jeffries could somehow, they could pull some trickery, they could do something. And if it's a, a guy like that, or if it's Fred Upton or some worse rhino, that would be, that would be an utter and total tragedy. And I guess uh, the longer this goes on, the more likely something like that could happen. Hey, can you, how old were you when you came here? I was five, and then my mother took me all over the place when I was seven to translate for her because there were no bilinguals. So I love this country. I live on Arthur Avenue. I've been here my entire life, and I love living here, and I love New York. I'm just so disappointed in what these Democrats did to it. I got my whole family, even my son who never voted, he voted for Curtis. I love Curtis Sliwa. I love him. I'm a cat person like him. And I go feed all the strays with my friends. We have a, a, a society called Bronx Tales, and we help them. We fix them. Bronx Tales, I love it. Bronx Tales, I get it. That's fantastic. Hey, you were translating for your mother, and you were just five years. You were seven years old. You learned English in two years. Yeah, and my mother wasn't speaking good. I did because I had my mother had to go to work, so she put me in some kind of a program where they would teach me English. Oh. And I love being. I love being American. I love Italy, but America is my country. I had my children here, and I love this country. And to make to see what they're doing to our rights and everything, and I'm a former English teacher because I sucked at math, so I'm a, I'm a literature former English teacher. You and sucked I loved, at math? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a slightly taken aback, but, hey, how are things on Arthur Avenue? I mean, that's a... That's a beautiful little haven. Nothing, no one messes with Arthur Avenue, right? It's the same great neighborhood it's been for, uh, you know, 100 years, right? Yes, it's great. If you want to come. I've been. I've been many times. You know, I went to Fordham right up the street. Well, you want to come here? We will treat you to lunch right on Arthur Avenue. My, My brother has something here. 
and you're free to come, and I would love to meet you. I like your book. I like your show. And that is it. Oh, Maria, thank you so much. Well, can you say the name of the joint? He owns a restaurant, right? It's more like like those tapas place, but it's nice. It's fun. It's called Piatini. I've been there. It's on the west side of Arthur Avenue, right? Yes, it's across from Tidal yep, Brothers. I've been there. It's been there for a while, hasn't it? Yes, it's yep. um, like yep. almost six months. It's called Piatini, yep. yes. Yep. And it's, Great place. Fantastic. Well, I've actually already been. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll roll out the red carpet. All right. <laughs> no, nobody may, needs to make a fuss. I'll be back. Maria, thank you. What a story, huh? What a story. All right, give me a moment. Uh, oh, tonight, yeah, Byron Donalds will be on my Newsmax show. Byron Donalds, who voted for himself to be speaker. Maybe I'll tell him a little bit about what Maria's thinking. I'll be back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One shirt. What? One shirt? Yeah. And this is... This is a really easy for you. Then we have to wash them for you and put them on. You're going to wash it for me? Yeah, then put it on you. I put it on me. Yeah, then we have to wash it. Where are you going? I'm going to wash it. Okay. There she goes, going to wash my clean shirt. I don't know. She had some sort of agenda for my shirt. She wanted to wash it. Then I could put it on. Uh, My little baby Annalise. And, uh, ooh, here's the thing. I love her. Love them both so much. There's Annalise and there's a gift from God, quite frankly. And uh, Annalise and Madeline. I noticed that Annalise, who's almost three, is very tough and pushy and kind of selfish when it comes to her little sister. No sharing. No sharing. I mean, you know, like that's the big thing you push. You know, you got to share. Sharing. Um, she doesn't want to share, very selfish about her toys, very oblivious to her little sister. I mean, I don't know. Every now and then, yeah, they go kiss Madeline, and she will, but in the she's pretty mean to her so far. How do I fix that? The other thing, as we start 2024, another, I'm sorry, 2023, next year, it seems like this is going to be a really fast year, doesn't it? But um, it's, you know, New Year's resolutions. I'm not entirely, I'm not really that into them, but, but, but. It's never a bad time to pick up the Bible if you haven't made that choice. And I'll just tell you, it's changed everything in my life starting about seven or eight years ago. And it took a hell of a long time. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still making mistakes, but a lot fewer, quite frankly, um, than before I started this journey when I thought I could do everything myself. And then God, and Jesus, and when I learned that they're the ones, it's all that are in charge. And uh, why wouldn't you want a relationship with uh, God the Father? Do me a favor, or not do yourself a favor. All right. Now, the big difference for me, because I had grabbed the Bible before over the years, you know, in a hotel room, that kind of thing. Uh, I needed a little bit of an assist, a coach, and um, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, which is the traditional Bible, the King James version, right? The, the you know, it's not it's not a New Age Bible or anything like that, but. It's got little footnotes and little explainers and uh, telling you miracles, miracles happen. And um, 
you realize it's a, it's a way to get in touch with God. It really is. And it's, uh, I, 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 just a wonderful, it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. And I would probably be dead had I not started that conversation or, um, or he had not put it in my heart or however it works. I'm just so glad. And it's available to each and every one of us. Definitely. Sam in New Jersey. Hello. Yes, Greg. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, the reason calling this, I was thinking about how, you know, the Republicans have lost the election in Pennsylvania. And I was thinking about what, what could be the causes, one of them obviously being early voting. The others, in just the state of uh, looking at two universities, Penn State and University of Pennsylvania, it's 139 students. And so the Democrats have been going into these colleges and getting their votes. What are the Republicans doing? Now, I'm a conservative. I'm a Vietnam vet era, and it's quite upsetting to me to see what's going on. I lived through a lot, and I've seen a lot, and it's pretty much embarrassing. I mean, I don't think the Republicans are doing enough. They have to more, more talk about, you know, what's going on. Also with the senior citizens. I mean, you know, they're going to the nursing homes, the Democrats, et cetera. Now, obviously, the media is against anything that the Republicans do, and they suppress anything positive. Trump was right. I got a Ph.D. from Donald Trump about what's happening in Washington, and I would vote for him 100 times over because he doesn't need Washington. He has plenty of money. Yet most of those people are crooks, and they depend on that. I mean, the Republican Party has to get together with the game and see what's really going on. And start doing some of the similar things. Uh, similar I mean, things. I and mean, look, the other side is cheating. Quite frankly, they're cheating. They're cheating. Hey, you mentioned the you mentioned the universities. You said 139 students. What were you saying? What did you mean by that? Penn State and UPenn. Well, just those two universities in the state of Pennsylvania. They go into the university and get these kids to vote. What are the Republicans doing? Are they going in there? No, they're not doing that. And the hey, when you were a kid, by the way, when I was in college, I leaned. How did I lean? No, I was conservative. But I think almost by nature, for whatever reason, young people tend to lean left. You ever notice that? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, there's an old saying, you know, when you're young, you should be a Democrat. When you're old, the other way around. <laughs> Actually, when you're older, you should vote Democratic because they give away the, everything. Yeah. They give away the store. Yeah, look, okay. I mean, you mentioned, the, I mean, look, people are just talking and talking and talking all the time. There's plenty of talk out there. The organizational level. Look, I think you got a point. You do. You got a point. Are the Republicans doing enough? That Republican National Committee, I am not impressed. I'm not impressed by Ronna McDaniel. Uh, was she going into the colleges? I don't know. But she was going into private jets left and right, right? Ronna Romney McDaniel. So I'm not impressed by them at all. But the Democrats, you know. Republicans have other things to do, and that's good. You know, we have jobs, we have our faith, we have families, we have, you know, holistic pursuits. Uh, for a lot of Democrats, especially the party apparatus, I mean, this is it. It's the party. The party is God. The party is state. It's all about um, who you are politically. That it's It's everything to them. And in a weird way, that's an advantage, in a weird way, in an undesirable way. But you raise a lot of good points. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, let's go with uh, Troy real quick. And um, where are you? Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. How do you do? Okay. How's it going, hot dog? Uh, so I want to go back to this. What the hell, what the hell kind of comment was that? What? What the hell kind of thing was that to say? 
What thing? Hot dog. That's a compliment. Uh, uh, just call me Greg, all right? Hot dog. I don't know if I like that. Anyway, keep going, Troy. What's up? Yeah, well, it's a compliment. Anyway, going back to Idaho, is it? Okay, I remember when I picked up that story early in the morning and raw information was coming out. And they said they, said they were looking for a black guy named Jones. And his picture was on the Internet. Then they just totally dropped that. Now they got this new guy. Now, what do I think about this new guy? I think I want to know if he's a Jew. That's what I want to know. So what the hell difference would that make you, weirdo? What? <laughs> this is me, hot dog. <laughs> hey, Troy, thanks. Goodbye. Don't call back. Um, let's go to uh, Ellie in Mineola. Hi, Greg. Um, I was on hold yesterday waiting to speak to you. I wanted to ask you yesterday if you think that Matt Gates would uh, actually follow up on what he promised us in the summer to nominate Donald Trump as speaker. I did. He and did. Was, he did a few minutes ago, I think. I know. It's so exciting. So maybe, you know, I don't think as as many times as as the House votes, I just don't see McCarthy getting it. So I think they need a fresh person, whether it's Trump or someone else, like you mentioned, Zeldin. Some, but they need a fresh person because they can probably vote for McCarthy, you know, 32 times, and it's just not its not going to happen. All right, I know, but let's face it. It's Tuesday. I mean, it's Thursday. This stuff started on Tuesday. I mean, you know, it's I, – I, I can wait. I, you know, we're watching it very closely. In the old days, like 15 years ago, well, actually before C-SPAN, nobody would know about any of this stuff. It would get back to us much later. So I'm content to let them figure it out. I kind of am. I know I shouldn't be. I could be really fired up and mad at Matt Gates or mad at Kevin McCarthy. I'm kind of not. Maybe I should be. Hey, one thing. How do you? What do you think of Matt Gates? You know what? There were there were a couple times where he voted, and I looked at, at it and I said, "What are you thinking?" You know, he can't. But he did. That. Remember the one time he went over to Trump to discuss his vote because he was going against what Trump wanted. I can't remember the issue at the top of my head, but. He has voted in, in weird ways, um, but at least he's he's outspoken, which I like. No, he's you got know, a lot like of he... talent. He's got a lot. He's going to be around for a long time, I think. He can be kind of – he's getting on my nerves yesterday, but he's still a good guy. Ellie, I'm sorry. There's the music. Thank you for your support. Thank you all. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax show at 10 o'clock. Many thanks. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.